I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. It's raining cats and dogs out there, so me and Mr Binks are very happy to be indoors, ready to jump on a Zoom. I should just clarify that uh, Mr Binks isn't my boyfriend, but he is my English toy terrier and official co-host. We're talking to Gabby Cohen today about Let's for Pets and why over half of the UK's private landlords are shockingly still not pet friendly. Gabby, welcome to A Dog's Life. Thank you, Anna. Um, Thank you very much for having me on A Dog's Life. I've been enjoying your podcasts very much since they launched, so I'm delighted to be here. Oh, that's fantastic. So we've all been through so much the last few months, you know, dogs and lockdown. They've um, certainly meant that dogs have been hitting uh, the headlines, Gabby. Uh, There's been highs and there's been lows. How have you gotten through with your dog, Vinny? Um, lockdown with Vinny has, has been an interesting time. Um, Vinny is a, a lucky little dog in that he is used to having me around all of the time. But during lockdown, he had both myself and my husband around. So he has been um, loving all the extra attention and loving his walks, etc. Um, but interestingly, although you know, having us around makes him very happy. Um, It was interesting to see at the beginning of lockdown how he he displayed a little bit of anxiety, almost as if he could feel the the sense that that something, something wasn't quite right. Yeah, that really is interesting. Well, the RCVS actually has been involved with a massive survey involving Spain and Italy as well to look at the effects of lockdown on on our dogs. And interestingly, um, that's where the separation anxiety fears have stemmed from and that dogs have been barking more, you know, and I think it's been because of the silence, particularly for us in London, because London went from being super bustling and its usual self to possibly eerier and more quiet than a shire, literally overnight. And and so now my dogs are more barky, more barky at random noises because you haven't got the normal hubbub of the planes going over, helicopters, you know, busy roads. So um, it's a massive shift change for our animals. Yeah, absolutely. I, interestingly, and I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. I mean, of course, we're, we're in central London and he's used to... Um, you know, being being in a very busy environment when he goes out walking, I, I had kind of put it down to the fact that maybe he was picking up on 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 the general stress that it's put on all of us. But um, but but yeah, perhaps it was he he was he was just missing missing noise. Yeah, I think so. I think also they pick up on our stress, of course, and that's something, you know, we've talked about a lot and they read our stress on our faces. They smell our stress in our breath and our sweat, you know, because they can smell cortisol levels going up and going down so that's why dogs and us have such an amazing friendship because they do know our moods and they know when we're happy and when we're sad so I think it's been a journey for everyone with their dogs and of course dogs have been inspiring people to take on dogs haven't they Gabby? Absolutely Um, I mean I think you know um, dogs possibly have, have, have featured as as much in the press as, as anything else recently and um even even on on my walk this morning i think i think i met you know two new people with 
four or five month old puppies. So, um, I, you know, it's it's a it, it's a it's a scientific fact that you know dogs alleviate loneliness and help help with 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 so so many areas. The human animal bond is. Is, is just something that, that's very special. And I, and I think when people found themselves in, in lockdown, um, the, you know, the, the automatic thing was, oh, I'll, I'll, get, a, I'll get a companion. Um, some people cats, but, but most, mostly dogs. Um, I had a number of, of friends contact me um, just because I'm you know, associated with a couple of rescues, um, asking about the possibility of getting rescue dogs during lockdown. Well, and of course, rescues were were shut. I mean, part of the problem, I think, with yeah, taking on a dog at the moment is that lockdown pre prohibited people going to visit puppies in a breeder's home. Um, you couldn't go to a rescue to look at a dog. So it's been extremely difficult and it's driven a lot of people, of course, to our one click um, culture of buying everything from, you know, a vacuum cleaner to a puppy on the internet, which some Thing I definitely don't recommend so but um, all this impulse purchasing you know is a worry not only on the level of have people thought through the commitment of owning a dog what are they going to do if they go back to the office but there's other things there's the omnipresent risk Gabby that I know you're you're quite au fait with that some puppies might unwittingly be facing homelessness Yes, indeed. Um, I mean, we have, you know, in in London where where we live, and 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 certainly in in, in a lot of cities, um, most most properties are are leasehold, um, and many many young people are renters. Um, so people could have found themselves with, you know, the the loving family member um, in a in a four legged friend that that they've always wanted. Um, be the perfect pet parents um, and, and find as we come out of lockdown that they, they, they have a landlord or, or indeed a freeholder that um, will prevent them keeping a pet. So worrying. So I did read some recent research and uh, apparently 58% of all private landlords still exclude pets which seems unbelievable when we know now how dog-friendly restaurants are, cafes are, hotels are, uh, cinemas are dog-friendly now. Um, dogs are, in the last 10 years really, have, have rocketed in, in being by our side all over the place. Look at Google's offices, for example. Yet, you know, we're looking at most of the landlords in London will say you can't own a dog. Now, what's going on there? Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's it's a crazy situation. In you know, in in this in the eight years that Vinny has been in our lives, um, we have gone from a you know a, an, an environment whereby you would struggle to find somewhere that you could go with your dog, to you know over the last couple of years, I I really would struggle to find somewhere that I can't take my dog. Um, cer certainly locally, you know, restaurants, business, businesses have, have recognized that, that people, people value their pets as family and, and they, they want to take them out with them at, at certain times. But unfortunately, um, the, you know, the, the landlords and, and tenancy agreements um, haven't, haven't caught up. And, and that is largely due to the fact that we, we need some kind of legislation to 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 regulate these these no pet clauses which are so open to to misinterpretation 
So, you know, I, I, I don't I don't always think it might necessarily be the problem that the landlord has an issue with pets, but, but what the landlord may have an issue with is that they they, they just don't want the hassle of, of having to to deal with that whole, you know, a landlord may be a leaseholder, which in a sense makes the landlord a tenant and and that leasehold may not allow you to to keep a pet. I had this situation actually um, back in 2003 when I moved back into my owned leasehold property which was uh, a cool little flat just behind Hoxton Square. Anyway I moved back in there with Molly and we were asked you know to leave basically or Molly had to leave so I in the end was lucky because I really stood my ground with my freeholder and I, I actually said look I don't want to stay here anymore in this environment of undog friendliness. So I'm putting my flat on the market tomorrow. And we struck um, an arrangement, but it did involve me uh, selling that property, literally to find another property where I could put Molly's name as a miniature bull terrier actually on the lease. So um, I, I know from my own experience how terrifying a situation is where you've got the love of your life living with you and you're faced with eviction. Um, what's government doing about this, Gabby? So, I mean, the government, um, you know, our, our government really, really have, um, as you know, we, we've, we've spoken about this, um, you and I, they, they have championed animal welfare, um, especially in the last couple of years with, with, with lots, lots of, of, you know, the passing of Lucy's law and, and Finn's law. Um, but in terms of dealing with this, you know, I, I guess leasehold is a, is, is, is a, a very it's a it's a wider issue it, it does doesn't just relate to pets um however they have pledged to um you know rewrite the pet clause in the model tenancy agreement um now this this is really good news because it you know it, it validates and acknowledges that the government do care about animal welfare um however the model tenancy agreement is a set of government guidelines and there are no obligations to 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 commit to that so we we have a situation where the government have acknowledged that we you know we are a very important demographic um and and in fact when when they made the announcement that they were making changes to the model tenancy agreement um they 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 felt it important enough to tweet about it so you know they they they, they obviously acknowledge that something needs to be done but Unless there is an actual change in in legislation, um, you know, it's it's it it still remains open to interpretation. Landlords can put blanket bans in into into their leases, um, although blanket bans have have been proven to 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 be illegal. Um, blanket bans against pets. It's because the other countries like France, um, they don't have the same problem. No, so it, you mean if France, France, Canada, they have. They have actually um, changed the laws. They have they have introduced legislation to prohibit no pet covenants, but they include exceptions to address the need to balance the interests of others. So you know it's it's there there, there has to be a balance in 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 everything that we do. So for example, um, in Canada, landlords can evict a tenant where the pet substantially interferes with the reasonable enjoyment of of other tenants or they cause somebody to suffer from from allergies etc so it th this demonstrates that that legislation can be passed in england and wales that that is similar um and it it it, it can enable people to balance you know 
people who live with pets and, and people who don't. Because really the world, you know, you, you would like to think that the world that we live in as we come out of lockdown will be more tolerant as opposed to, to, to less tolerant. And whilst the UK is, you know, our, our animal welfare standards are, are, are really high here, but unfortunately, pet welfare standards are, are, are not so high. And, and you know, that, that's, that's something that I, I do feel need to be addressed because the two do go hand in hand. Yeah, and it's that slightly discriminatory approach, I suppose, that I feel against in the same way that well you said you know most well a lot of pubs now are dog friendly but there are still pubs that aren't dog friendly on the basis that food is being served um, in the bar area and uh, the, the interesting thing is that the only place a dog cannot go by law is in the actual kitchen which you can totally understand so it's a discriminatory response by that particular pub landlord that actually has decided, I don't want dogs while people are eating. Um, it's not actually, you know, against the law. Perhaps it does stem from whether or not that pub landlord or that actual property landlord is a dog lover. Do you think it is as simple as that, Gabby? Um, I really do. Um, you know, I mean, we um, not 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 to dwell too much on it, but um, you know, we 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 were involved in in a court case, um, which uh, where, whereby we we were asked to remove our dog from from our home. Um, this was a property um, which we owned. We had written permission from the freeholder to have the dog. The lease didn't state that you couldn't have pets. It said that you could have pets with permission. And yet, you know, a management, resident management group um, felt that they could, they could take us to court. Um, we went through the, the, the process for, for almost three years. Um, and although we won all our legal arguments, um, unfortunately did, did lose the case on, on a factual matter. Um, and, you know, from, from, from my point of view, it's, it, that, it's, it's very frustrating to, to have a building and know that there's a, a building next door to you with with exactly the same lease but um that you know that the residence management there are, are are quite happy to have pets um and and that in in essence is is discriminatory i'm not a lawyer um so i'm i'm speaking from experience and and opinion um but but having spoken to a number of lawyers um research does show that pet owning tenants feel powerless in negotiating the terms of their lease and do feel a sense of discrimination because of housing shortages and a decline in home ownership um so so they they have unequal bargaining power yeah, it's 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 really i feel it's so unfair but another worry i don't know what you think about this gabby is that uh, uh mintel released this figure last year which uh it was quite groundbreaking as it it really shows that the demographic of dog owners is shifting you know we, we used to think right well i'll get a dog when i retire but not anymore um more and more millennials are taking on dogs and in fact 37% of under 38 year olds now own a dog. Now whilst that's the key workforce age um, it's also the age that represents I think 35% of um, all rental or rent rentals okay so that's nearly 50% so if landlords actually thought hang on if all these lovely young people are taking on dogs they're the key renters then surely I should become dog friendly. Surely that wouldn't, wouldn't that be good for their business? 
Um, absolutely, and you know this. This is this, this is why um, more and more businesses are becoming dog friendly, and and they're they're allowing this um you know this demographic to 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 take their pets to work or have certain days where where they they can take them. Um, you know there there are a lot of innovative businesses who will give you give you some time off when you get a puppy. Um, you know the it's it that the whole issue around the the leases and and landlords is really um massively massively outdated and again just going back to my my earlier point when when we talk about a landlord and 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 somebody renting from that landlord um if for example the property that we had had the the issue with um you know if 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 i had bought that property to to become a landlord and and to rent it out um even though I would be perfectly happy to have somebody with a pet, as a landlord, I was restricted by the management company who, who wouldn't allow pets. So really, without legislation, it's to me, it's just a mess. Yes. And what are you hoping, you know, to use your experience that you had with that terrible, you know, flat in particular, to channel this energy positively, Gabby, and help others? Well, you know, I think I think that people need to, um, you know, I, I, I talk about tolerance earlier, um, but I think people need to to realise that um, for many of us, our, our pets are our family. Um, you know, I, I, we don't have children. Um, we, we have Vinny. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny is our, our little boy. Um, and and of course, I have many friends who who have children and equally their their pets are part of the family um, but you know I, I think that if we if we acknowledge the the value of of our pets in in, in our lives um, we can create a more a more tolerant environment I mean you know going having to go through the the hell of a court case is 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 really really not an easy thing to do and one one of the reasons why we you know we we, we really were determined to, to see it through is because during during that time I had so many messages from people who were in a similar situation to us um, but, but but really couldn't do anything about it um, and and actually had to make a choice between a roof over their heads and and, and their pets um, some of those pets had, had had been part of their family for eight years ten years so it, I received messages from from all over the world but 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 a lot of messages from the UK. Um, and off the back of that, um, uh, you know, whilst going going through that the process was, was a very dark time for me, um, I thought, well, let's let's make something positive out of this. So so we launched um, Paw House, which is um, pets are always welcome. Um, it's a it's a club for for pets and their owners, um, and it is something that potentially would have been invaluable to me at. Um, at the time that 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 we were we were kind of um, going through the the legal process, um, because you know we 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 just aim to aim to build a community of pet lovers, pet owners, pet friendly businesses, um, and 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 just a, a social hub that can um, ultimately um, work together to to end pet discrimination. I love that. Um, <laughs> um, I've been honoured to talk um, at your postful um, over the bank holiday as everything, you know, moved from real life onto the virtual platform of Zoom, which is so useful and what we're talking on right now, actually. Um, what do you think Vinny thinks about Paul House, Gabby? 
Um, I think as long as Vinny has me working from home um, and he can sit next to me on a little cushion and get fed and get walked whenever he wants, um, he absolutely loves it. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, Vinny, Vinny really gets to gets to get very involved in 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 poor house we um what one of one of our our, our features is is running events um on behalf of, of charity and um obviously he gets to to go along and meet loads of loads of new new friends etc um and you know i i hope you know when when i say that we our our hope is to end pet discrimination um i i really I, i'm not unrealistic you know I, i've seen the people that have have gone before me on campaigns to 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 change things and, and i've seen the work and i know that you've been involved in many of them the work that goes into it and the years and years and years of 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 campaigning but but i really i really do believe that the, our government um and actually all parties um do do take um animal welfare seriously you know the i i believe that the all party um parliamentary dog advisory group is or dog welfare advisory group is probably one of one of the most successful cross-party um groups that that the government has um obviously they've, they've got a lot of other things on their plate at the moment um but you know i i hope that maybe vinnie can be can be part part of a, a legacy that that ends no pet clauses or minimum reviews them Yes, um, and I agree with you on uh, AppDog. It's um, it's it's a great. It's the first time I actually went to Parliament. Um, you know, on the times I've been to AppDog sessions, um, and it's great to see new new ideas, new campaigns being uh, spoken about and MPs being there. So, you know, it's really, you know, dogs are up there. We're seeing a shift and it would be brilliant if uh, government would um, announce a piece of legislation that would be uniform across all leases and private tenancy agreements. Do you think that's something you're gonna uh, initiate, Gabby? Could this be Vinnie's law? Well, yes. I mean, we 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 have initiated it and do do have a section on on our website where where you can email the government directly. Um, it's it's not it's something that we're 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 going to to pick up now that that we're we're coming out of of lockdown. I mean, you know, to, to be fair, that there was there was so much going on. I think our 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 housing minister and all of the other ministers had had a lot on on their plate for for the last couple of months. Um, but but I think that this. This is a very, very important issue, and you know, going going back to your your fur kid, um, Vinny, you know, Vinny is literally considered in every decision we make, where we go, where we go to eat, when we go on holiday. We've we, we've cancelled holidays because our you know his his arrangements have 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 fallen through because there are very few people we'll leave him with, and um, when the whole COVID situation hit, you know, I I lay awake at night not not worrying about getting sick but worrying about what would happen to my dog if i got sick so yes it's it's you know we 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 can't we can't really have such a, such a large demographic Dis discrimination is is a big word but 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 i certainly having having gone through what i've gone through i certainly feel discriminated against um and you know another thing i think that is 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 very important for the future is is education of of children on on animal welfare and 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 understanding the the importance of 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 the human animal bond and and maybe future future generations of of government wouldn't wouldn't even 
consider that these clauses should should be allowed in in, in tenancy agreements or, or leaseholds. Yes, and it's interesting you say that about children because um, there's a piece of research that uh, I discovered only yesterday from Australia that states that children who have grown up with dogs when they're they're tiny, so sort of two to five year old children, um, show up to twenty five percent more kindness and empathy in the classroom, which w wouldn't go amiss, I think, in today's society actually. And that's just you know shows one of the ways that. Uh, dogs help us and make us better people. I'm not going to pretend that the journey of having a dog is 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 easy. Um I absolutely adore my my little dog, but he 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 has his moments and and you know people we, we talked about people getting puppies during lockdown. Um, puppies need attention, puppies need training, puppies need need love. You 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 need you need to you understand um what what you're doing um with you know with with this little living living creature um who ultimately just becomes such such a big a big part of of the family but um it's it it, it baffles me how how anybody could could tell me that they they don't like dogs or they don't like like animals i mean you know when when, when people when people refer to him as the dog or just the dog it i it's 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 mind-boggling I know, I know, um, I, I hear you there. But yes, dogs are a total commitment. And the worry is, I guess, with all these lockdown puppies is some people haven't thought it through. I just hope, you know, they work around their working obligations and um, and hopefully financial restrictions won't also, you know, um, encourage them to dump the dog into rescue because our rescues are brimful already. I just hope that the added factor of a roof over your head uh, doesn't really, you know, make things even worse. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, talk, talking of rescues been full to the brim, um, you know, legislation that abolished these no pet clauses or, or reviewed them, um, you know, you, you've got rescues full to the brim and, and you've, you, you've potentially got hundreds if not thousands of loving homes and people who would love to rescue a pet but they're not allowed to keep a pet yeah i know so it's like a real catch-22 situation but another aspect i suppose that really highlights the bond between you know dogs and their people and how you know rough sleepers for example they um also have trouble finding dog-friendly accommodation and there are charities like street vet and obviously dogs on the streets as well that help find pathways for rough sleepers to find you know a roof over their head but so many will just reject this because it means leaving their dog behind now if that doesn't really highlight the key point you know they'd rather struggle on a pavement to be with their dog than not absolutely and and there you know um there there are people who ch will choose to be homeless will will you know pe people have come out of social housing um, and make a choice to live on the street because um they weren't allowed to to have their pet with them um so it, there, there really is so, so much, much room for change. And, and the, the work that Streetfest and, and, you know, any, any charity that, that works with, with people on the street with, with, with dogs is, you know, it, it, it's just amazing. So tell us what um, you've got upcoming, um, not only with Poor House, but uh, just with Vinny, really. I mean, what's he got lined up for the rest of the week? Well, Vinny is actually just lying on a cushion asleep beside me at the moment um but we have plans for um a nice long walk this afternoon um he was 
Vinny was absolutely loving lockdown because my my husband was was home was also home for three months but he's 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 just recently um gone back to the office so vin is um sulking a little bit not having his 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 man friend around and 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 not not getting out as much as he had been so we're we're going to have a, a special a special um bonding walk this afternoon um with regards to the rest of the week, we haven't um, we, we haven't started venturing back out to 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 dog friendly places just yet, um, but we're we're certainly going to be um, visiting some some of our friends in the local area over this weekend. And we should just explain that um, now, Vinny is a Maltese Terrier, right? Vinny is a Maltese Yorkie. Oh, is he a Maltese? He's a he's a Morkie. He's a he's a little Morky. I, I don't I don't I I, I don't um I, I'm not I'm not a fan of the the combi names. So I, I tend to refer to him as a Maltese Yorkie. But yes, he is a Morky. Um, he 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 looks like a Maltese and behaves like a Yorkie. That's so funny. He really does look like a Maltese. I wouldn't have uh, considered him a Morky, but he's very very cute. But you know, he's a breed, for example, that needs a lot of grooming, and that's another aspect of dog ownership that lots of people don't realise. Yeah, um, totally. I mean, Vinny is um, you. You won't you won't recognise him if 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 you if you saw him live at the moment because um, during lockdown his his hair got so long um, and and you know during the really hot days he he was so uncomfortable the poor little guy. But when he did eventually get get to go back to the groomers, um, they 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 pretty much had to shave him and just take take it all back um, because otherwise it would have meant well hurting him which i would i would never you know take taking the time to to get to get knots and, and mats out um so vinny is groomed every four to six weeks uh, but that that is not from a, a vanity point of view on on my part it's it, it's it's a genuine need to to, to have his hair cut every six weeks max yeah, because uh, the Maltese is known for having this amazingly stunning long hair-like coat and Yorkies obviously also have a very similar hair-like tan and lovely steel grey coloured coat. Now, Gabby, just to recap, so for people wanting to um, email government and get on board uh, for changing the, the pet clause for the better, uh, how can they do it? Um, well, I mean... Essentially, if, if you go to um, www.pawpaaw, which is pets are always welcome, dot house, um, there is a campaign section um, on our website. Um, so you can literally all you have to do is, is, is put in your name and your email address and a, a, a letter will go to the relevant um, MPs in government. I think that's really important. Um, and, and the other thing that that, that, that people can do, um, which which is very important to us, is um, we you know we're 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 just launching um, the Paw Project, which is a part of Paw House. Um, but Paw House is a, is a social hub for for pets and their owners, but it's also an important hub for pet loving and pet friendly businesses. Um, and we you know we we feel that UK small businesses really need to stick together as we're coming out of lockdown. So um, we're we're asking people to. to to, to join us in the Paw Project and um, spread the word about our, our campaign, um, but um, also, um, you know, network and help each other and really promote any, any campaign that, that um, helps the welfare, welfare of animals. So we are, um, you know, ho hoping, hoping to, to, to really build a, a directory and 
a, a hub of, of, of pet loving and pet friendly businesses, as well as, of course, our, um, our, our pets, our pet owners, which are very important to us. Absolutely, Gabby. Well, I can't wait to get involved with that. And uh, thank you for being such a passionate, dog-loving person. <laughs> well, thank you for all your support today. So um, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. That's our show, Mr Binks. What did you think? Have you been chomping on your no-hide chew all this time? Well, you're in for a bit of a surprise because we're going to be talking to the inventors of the No Hide Wholesome Chew on an episode coming very soon. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe. We're streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite shows. And while you're there, go on, give us a five-star review. It really will help other dog lovers find us. Thanks also to Mike Hansen at People UK for the latest on me at Anna Web Dogs and what's that Mr Binks you want another no hide wholesome chew well you might have to wait until we do our next episode which will be coming soon so bye for now bye